In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents... Diet Starts Tomorrow with host Sammy Sage I'm having a relationship with my pizza and Aileen Drexler I'm gonna make you girls a hump day treat in a world where wellness looks perfect on Instagram just doing my workout Tuesday's arms and back but feels anything but in real life is butter a carb? yes this is the podcast exploring the emotional side of well-being I would be proud to partake of your pecan pie from people who understand the struggle I am on the third day of my cleanse diet Hello and welcome to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Sammy and today I am joined by the famous Sydney Miller. She's the founder and creator of Housework, which is an at-home workout that combines Pilates and HIIT and it is really hard but also very fun, always to um, EDM and house music. And we're actually going to give you a discount code for that at the end of the episode, so stay tuned. But also, Sydney is a master instructor at SoulCycle and Equinox Plus, so we have so much to talk about. We're going to get really personal on this one. Welcome, Sydney. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to finally talk to you, not over DM. I know. I feel (laughs) like I like, first of all, I feel like I've been following you for years. Um, You know, I, I feel like I know a lot of like Sid Squad adjacent people. And I definitely have a number of friends who used to like, be on the 1230 soul cycle sign up for your classes and then wake up mm-hmm. at like 5 a.m. And I was like, you guys are nuts. So <laughs> the 6 a.m. days, RIP. Right. I remember your 6 a.m. days and like the accountability. And I was just like, I yeah. know I can't do this. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've retired those 6 a.m.s, thankfully, um, but still kicking it at soul cycle and then housework and all the things. We definitely have so many friends in common also. So yeah. Yeah. No. So, okay. First, I guess my like number one question is, were you always into fitness? Like, were you always athletic or was this a later in life passion? Definitely a later in life thing. So first of all, it's like a funny joke in my family that in PE in, I think it was like sixth or seventh grade, I got a C, which was like unheard of for me because I was such a like, you know, just type A, like always had to be the best. And I got a C because I didn't want to sweat basically. Oh my Um, gosh. Okay. So are you saying there's hope for me? There's definitely hope for you. Yeah. This was not an always thing. And then in college, in, in college, I definitely started to get more into working out, but like I didn't find my thing yet. Like I was running on the treadmill, you know, I would like make my playlist and that was fun for me. That was, that's always been like a really fun thing for me is music and making playlists. But yeah, I would like run on the treadmill for hours. It wasn't necessarily the healthiest time in my life. Um, And then when I moved to New York, group fitness was, you know, really taking off. And that's when somebody brought me to a soul cycle class. And I was like, wow, this is best thing that's ever happened to me. I was so into it. It was like my therapy, my workout, how I started my day. And that's when 
I really became like into fitness, I would say. So like, what do you think made that switch for you ultimately? Because I was having fun doing it. So the attitude around it was like, this is fun. This is something I get to do, not that I have to do. This is something that is not only making me feel good and look good on the outside, but it was really like a mental thing for me. I was not happy in my job at the time. I was pretty miserable. And so it was like the one thing that would get my day on track, basically. Right. So you got over not wanting to sweat. I got over this. Yeah, I got over the sweat part. Honestly, it was always about my hair, which I'm sure people can relate to. But I was like, oh, like if I sweat, then I have to redo my hair and blah, 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 blah. And then I basically just got into wearing a high, dirty pony. And that's how we rock it. I get it. I also rock the high, dirty pony, despite whether I sweat from a workout or I just sweat (laughs) from like existing. Right, right, right. So you said that in college, you know, you were just like running on the treadmill for hours and it wasn't necessarily the healthiest. Like what was your, what was your headspace kind of and body image at the time? Really not good. I think in high school and college and even like my first really like before soul cycle, like my first few years in New York of working in like advertising and PR, I was working out to be skinny, period, end of story. Like I would run six miles on the treadmill and be eating definitely not enough, but like, you know, having six Diet Cokes during the day. And that was just like what I was doing. And my, and I was so skinny. Like, I mean, I look back at these photos and like, I was tiny, but it was, I wasn't strong, first of all, because I was just like depleting my body. And my whole attitude around it, like wasn't joyful and happy like it is now. I mean, it couldn't be more opposite the way I felt about it. Yeah, I completely get that. And I'll be honest, like I'm currently like on the intuitive eating journey and all of that. But what part of that is that I'm trying to understand like, how do I actually get excited about working out anymore? Like, I really have a hard time separating it from like, you're doing this to burn off your food, to earn yourself more room to eat more. And like, how do I like actually do it to do it? Like, it's so hard to do that. It is. I think first of all, is finding a workout that you actually really have fun doing. And I mean, I know there's a lot of workouts that I'll do, like I'll, I'll take other classes. I'll do other things occasionally. And like, that's more just for doing something different and, you know, feeling good after. But then there's those workouts that you actually feel good during and that you're actually having fun during the class. So that's the first thing is find something that is fun for you. And then the second thing is doing it with people that you have fun with. So going to a class with friends is way more fun than like setting an alarm and having to show up by yourself. Even if it's digital in the digital world, like making plans to do things with people that you have fun with, even in a digital way, just makes you more accountable. And it becomes part of your routine um, that you actually look forward to. So do you believe that there is like a workout out there for everyone? Because I've like, I've, I would never, I can't say that I've ever like loved, you know, Mm -hmm. doing a workout. Like at the end of the day, like at any, if you ask me at any given moment during a workout, like, would you like to stop now? I would (laughs) always say, yeah, I'd prefer to stop than not stop. Like, and maybe it's just that I haven't like found it 
because I definitely like have workouts that I like more, you know, I have things that I'm like, oh, like this is, this is okay. Like, I don't hate this, you know, but like, I don't have something where I'm like, I need to do this. Like, (laughs) but, but also it's hard to even tell how I even really feel about workouts because they were always tied up in how many calories am I burning? So yeah, it's complicated. (laughs) I think it's twofold. Like I think first of all, I do think that there is a workout for everybody. I mean, dancing is a workout. Like when you go to to dance, yeah, dancing is fun and you're burning a million calories. Like anytime I go to like a concert or a music festival, I am sore the next day. No, it's, it's a real workout. So I think first of all, yes, there definitely is a workout for everybody. But I think the second piece of it is that when you're consistent with something and you start to actually feel the results that you're looking for and just feeling better about yourself, I think that makes you look more forward to it, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I have been in a place never while in the intuitive eating space. Like I have been in a place where like I liked getting up and like doing the thing and it feels good, but I, it's hard to know, like, was I just like really like high on my diet or like, was it actually good? You know? Right. Well, I mean, a workout is work, right? Like it is, you know, like inherently in the word, there is work in the workout. So it's, it's not, you know, it, there is, you do have to put something into it. Um, but I do think that it can be really fun when you're doing something that has good music, is upbeat with good people, is motivating, becomes part of your schedule, and then you end up feeling good. And so it becomes part of the routine and you don't think about it so much. It's just like what you do. It feels like cat food has been the same forever. Smelly, boring, made of mystery ingredients. That's why you've got to try Smalls. Smalls cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your fridge. And it's delivered right to your door. Make the switch from kibble and give your cat a meal they'll love. We actually sent some to my friend who is fostering kittens and it is the only thing they will eat. It comes in these pate packages and you scoop it and you just feel like you're a chef for your baby kitties and they j'adore it. Your cute kitty is descended from ferocious desert cats who hunted live prey. Even if your cat prefers to nap all day, they still need fresh protein-packed meals for a balanced and healthy diet. Other brands fill their food with mysterious meat byproducts, artificial flavoring, and preservatives with names I don't even want to try to pronounce. After switching it up to Smalls, 90% of cat owners reported overall health improvements. That's major. The team at Smalls is so confident your cat will love their product that you can try it risk-free. That means they'll completely refund you if your picky cat won't eat their food. Now is the time to make the switch to Smalls. Head to smalls.com DST and use promo code DST at checkout for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find, but you have to use my code DST for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code DST for 50% off your first order plus free shipping, baby. What made you decide to make this transition from being like a top soul cycle instructor to being to, you know, start going out on your own and starting your own workout? And like, how did you even figure out like this is these are the moves we're going to do? Right. So I actually started housework a while before people know of like the housework that it is today. I started it 
four years ago for SoulCycle. Actually, they were launching this concept with off the bike classes. Oh, I remember. Yeah, Anna. Room. Soul Anna. Yeah. Yeah. I had gotten certified in Pilates and basically they were like, can you come up with something Pilates focused? And I've always loved Pilates, but my thing with it was that I never, it it made me feel really good and strong and balanced, but it wasn't fun. And it wasn't like that hard, sweaty workout that I personally look forward to. So I basically took what I love about Pilates, but combine hit and, you know, strength-based exercises all to the beat of house music, which is my favorite did that with Annex. It did really well, but SoulCycle decided to focus on other areas of the business and not continue. So I had already built this thing. I wasn't going to drop it. So I kept teaching in New York over the last, like I think, two and a half years. And then pandemic hits. Right. Housework is not a lot of equipment. It's sliders, resistance bands, lightweights. So basically day one, I'm in my parents' house in Miami. And I'm like, I guess I could teach housework on Zoom. So I like posted on my Instagram story and there was a lot of traction and I taught on Zoom and that's where things really like took off because I think so many people that had heard of me from SoulCycle, but maybe didn't live in New York or, you know, maybe didn't have access to that class were like, oh, I've heard about housework and I've wanted to try it. So it took off, you know, beyond just like the immediate New York City following that I had. And then I was able to launch my app. And I launched that just a few months later. And then honestly, I just carried with the momentum of it. And that's just what was happening. And I went with it. And I'm so thankful because I love housework so much. And now that's really most of my focus and my priority. And growing a business is just such a gift. So that's really how it happened. Yeah, I remember when it was blowing up early in the pandemic. And it's a great workout. Like it's a great home workout. You don't need a ton of space. You can do it for like 15 minutes. I mean, I've done your short classes. I've done, I've barely made it through the long classes. (laughs) Embarrassing. (laughs) Yeah. No, but they're amazing. I, I really do. And I, the music is just like, you're, it all sort of like makes so much sense. Music's a huge part. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say you just like don't want to work out one day. Like where do you get the motivation to do that? So I think that the best thing you were even saying with the short workouts, like if you do a 10 or 15 minute workout, so many people, this happens all the time are then like, that was fun. I'm going to do another one. And Mm -hmm. it basically like sets you up to actually continue. So It's all about shifting your mood. The hardest part is showing up, right? Like that's literally the hardest part, putting on the outfit, being like, all right, I'm doing this. So if you just can literally like put workout clothes on and commit to like 10 minutes, you might very well end up working out for 30 minutes because you're having fun and then you want to keep going. Right. I mean, I put the outfit on always thinking like, (laughs) oh, it's going to happen. Like it's going to happen. And then I'm just wearing my outfits. And then at the end of the week, (laughs) my laundry is full of them. And maybe by the time I actually want to work out, there's none left. (laughs) So, so what is your weekly routine? Like, like what does a week look like? So Monday is quote unquote my day off, but it's really not my day off because it's my planning day. I'm coming up with my playlist, my new routine, what I want to focus on that week. Um, It's actually like kind of my biggest work day, I would say, even though it's like my day off from being in front of people and like teaching a class. 
The rest of the week, I teach on Zoom once or twice a day, depending on the day. And then I'm making playlists for the app and filming those workouts. Um, and then I teach two Soul Cycle classes a week. So I'm at the Soul Cycle South Beach here in Miami. And then my last class is Saturday. And then so I'll like teach Saturday morning and then I have the whole rest of the day Saturday. And Sunday is like my true day off. I used to teach on Sunday, but essentially I had no days off and I just made that change and I'm very happy about it. Everyone needs, everyone needs a day off. Yeah, totally. Okay. I just have to ask you a quick question that really is a challenge for me when I used to work out consistently. It's like, where do you get new music from? Like, how do you find it? And how do you get music that it's like, oh, this is like really good. It's pumping me up. Yeah. So I think that just knowing how to move to music is something that's come naturally to me. Like I used to dance when I was younger and I've just always been into music. So combining it with movement is kind of, it just comes very naturally to me. Like I'll hear a song and I'll be like, this is a perfect slider song or like definitely doing burpees to this next week. So it just like is in my head. And I I think over, you know, I've been in fitness for nine years at this point. So it it comes just very fluidly for me, Um, but finding new music. So I love Spotify so much. It really, I mean, the algorithms that they use are wonderful because my release radar playlist Literally, I'll save every song. So every Friday, I get it's like Christmas morning, and I go on Spotify and I go to the new release radar and I just go through and I heart all the songs that I like. Then I'll download them and then I actually write notes. So in my iTunes, like I have a whole note section in there that is the BPM, so beats per minute, and what I would do to it. So that way, when I'm coming up with, um, playlist because it's not just new music that I want to use like love using a good throwback love you know using fan favorites whatever so I'll search in my library and you know I could search like 128 bpm or like sexy sliders or like deep house vibes I have all these notes um and that's how I make my playlist and then I'll just kind of like find I'll always like to do a fun throwback or I'll always like to do like an old EDM song so just, you know, sequencing in a way that, that makes sense for the routine and what's going to make people ultimately like smile and have fun. Yeah. Your brand really does feel like such an extension of you. Like I can't in a way that, you know, not is quite rare. I would say like, it doesn't feel yeah. random. Like, you know, it feels like you really are like one with it. Like I can't explain yeah, it. It, yeah. is, it is me. I am housework. Yeah. Um, okay. So you also mentioned you moved to Miami. Like what, yeah. pre- what precipitated that? How are you liking it? I know a lot of people move to Miami. Many are moving back. Only the strong survive, they say. So. <laughs> so I'm from Miami. My whole family lives down here. And when I went to college, I went to Emory and um, I want, I majored at, I was in the business school there, undergraduate. I wanted to do advertising and all the big firms were in New York. So all my internships were always in the city. My, a lot of my Emory friends were from New York. So it was like a no brainer that I was moving there, but I never really thought that I was going to live in New York forever. Like I didn't necessarily see myself having a family there and ending up there, but with my career and my friends, I just kind of ended up staying there and I was there for 10 years. And before the pandemic, I kind of hit this point where I was just like, 
I'm kind of over it here. Like this hustle bustle, really fast pace of life, like I can do it and I'm really good at it. I'm over it. Like I need something that is a little bit slower and a little bit different. Um, And I started really thinking about Miami and then kind of mentally was like, let's see how this year goes and maybe I'll move, maybe I'll stay. Let's see. Literally two, three months later, after I was having these thoughts, the you know pandemic happens. I end up coming to Miami, living with my parents. Housework starts to take off digitally, and all of a sudden, I'm like, "All right, world! Like, all right, universe! Um, I think this is the time. Like, you know, it's been on my mind. Here we are in the situation where I can now do my job anywhere. Miami was also, you know, obviously a great place to be during the pandemic, and. So I made that decision that I was actually going to move there and, you know, moved out of New York, got my own apartment. And I've been here since uh, in this apartment since last September. So it's been like a full year. That's awesome. Yeah. So you're a true Floridian. You're not I'm like, a yeah, you're not like the people who are just like moved down there for exactly. know, the pandemic. Okay. No, this is, this is the real deal. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always find the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And they're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to Newly, that's N U U L Y.com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Something I wanted to ask you about is basically kind of like the intersection of being like a fitness instructor and what effect that has on your body image. How do you deal with people's like expectations of your body and expectations of your diet? So, well, first of all, on the diet note, I've been very like anti what I eat in a day, all of that. I just, I'm not a nutritionist, so I'm a fitness instructor. And I, I, if I were, I would feel differently about it, but I like to stay in my lane and my lane is fitness. Um, I also, as a fitness instructor, eat a lot differently than I would recommend to people because I'm burning so many calories. My metabolism is so fast. Like, you know, I love food and I'm fortunately able to indulge when I want to and, you know, and take advantage of like the part that I work out a million times. So I'm not going to like showcase what I eat in a day and be like, this is what you should eat in the day in a day because it's so not the case. Um, And then in terms of body image, I mean, 
as we touched on a little bit before, like I've had a significant period of my life where my body image wasn't so great. And so I think now being in fitness and just genuinely being like happy with where I'm at, um, I don't even feed into that stuff. Like I, I always like think to myself, cause I'll see, you know, friends or different people and they're like, Oh, I'm doing this diet or I'm doing that diet. And, you know, really seeing results. And I'm like, you know, if I cut out X or Y, I would be so ripped, but I really like ice cream at night and I'm not willing to give that up. So I think for me, it's just like, I'm happy where I am. And I'm, I know that if I wanted to change it, it would require more work than I necessarily want to put in. That's how I feel about it. I mean, I think that's great. Like you really know yourself and like what's right for you because like once you start to make those changes, sometimes you don't realize that it like depletes you in other ways and that you might not be as able to give what you can give to your brand if you just like cut out this food. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I feel like people, or at least I did back in like the day, like I would look at a workout and look at the people who are doing it. What did their bodies look like? And I'd like see that as a reflection of the workout in some way. But in reality, it's like a a reflection of like their genetics and what they eat and like what other workouts they're doing. Cause like housework could do something totally different to someone's body, someone else's body than it does to yours. Even if you do, they do it like as consistently as you. So, yeah, I think something interesting about housework is if you look at the people that take housework, they're not all the same body type at all. And what's interesting is watching different body types do these moves and how strong people are doing these burpees and these squats and all these things that, you know, maybe you wouldn't look at them down the street and be like, oh, like she's really in shape. But, you know, it is a lot about genetics and being strong looks different on different people. Yeah, it's so true. And at different times in people's lives, like if you're postpartum, like your your body's right. just gonna look different. Yeah, no, I think it's it's so true. And I I actually have started. I used to think like, oh, ever, if everyone's really fit in a workout, like this class, this is gonna like work for me. But um, yeah, I don't really think that's the case. Do you ever feel like, especially because you're like online, do you ever feel like you are representing the workout with your body? Like, does that ever enter your mind? Yeah, I do. I, I mean, or it, it doesn't enter my mind so much as that I know that that's a fact, right. but I just don't even like, I think what's great about housework and myself, I'd like to think is that it's accessible. Like I'm not trying to be the most ripped, like fitness person. That's like all about like, you know, macros and this and that, like, that's not me. That's not my vibe. I'm all about finding something that works for you. That feels good. And that also gives you results, right? So I I don't really feed into that stuff. Yeah, I think that's great. There was a time in my life that, that I would have. And it's hard for me to actually like reflect back to like my early days in fitness, maybe nine years ago. But at least where I'm at today, that doesn't really enter my brain. Right. I also think like the culture around workouts changed. And it's like now more about just what feels good accepting anyone is welcome. And yeah, I do think there used to be like a more competitive edge to the way people approach these like group fitness classes often. Mm -hmm. So what do you, what would you say is the most challenging part of your job? Ooh, 
let's let's change it. Challenging and rewarding. Okay. I think, well, something that's bit, that's something that I think is challenging for me and probably a lot of like fitness entrepreneurs is that I'm so close to the business. And when I was, you know, at, or I'm still at SoulCycle, but when that was like my main thing, like you're kind of like behind the, the lines a little bit, you know, like you're not right out in the center of it. You don't necessarily know everything day to day, all the things happening. Like, I am so close to everything that I think sometimes it's hard for me to separate myself a little bit and like take a look back. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. so, so that's something that I that I find to be challenging. But at the same time, it is so rewarding that I'm in the driver's seat and I get I get to make calls day to day, like what's best for my business. Like I can pivot in one second if I want to. And that's a really cool, you know, feeling to have. As a solo entrepreneur, do you feel like you have people to bounce your ideas off of? Like, how do you, I guess, kind of get out of your own head yeah, in that way? Totally. Um, well, first of all, I have um, my really close friend, Thomas, who works for me, um, doing a lot of like client communications and helping me with our Instagram and our emails and um, a lot of things where I did at some point make the decision like, you know what? I can't be the person that's doing like this piece of it. I need somebody else that can, you know, step in a little bit. And so I can kind of, you know, sit behind a little. And so, you know, him and I, and he's, as I said, a super close friend of mine, knows me for, you know, nine years, bounce ideas off of him and really trust, you know, trust what he has to say. My best friend also like early pandemic, um, we like, we had a joke that she was IT because she was like, I'm so bad at I'm really bad at technology. And she was like helping me figure out the Zooms and the website and everything. And anyway, but she's somebody who, again, knows me super well, knows my brand, and I'll always bounce ideas. And then luckily, like my parents, my dad's really smart and I trust him on a lot of like big decisions. So you definitely have to have people that you can talk to because it is a lot of sitting with your own things. And, you know, as I said before, like you're so close to it. So everything feels like the biggest deal in the world. But when you bounce it off somebody else, they're like, all right, no, 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 no. Right. Totally. Check a little bit. Yeah. Right. It's really necessary, but I'm glad you have those people. It sounds really awesome. So before we pivot topics a bit, how do you, what's next for housework? How do you see it growing? So this summer I had the opportunity to teach at Gurney's in Montauk and I was doing these like beachside weekly classes, which were so amazing, you know, to first of all, just meet people who have been taking the app or taking my Zoom classes and like, you know, getting together in person. Um, That's something that I definitely want to continue here in Miami and beyond. Um, I'm hosting my first retreat coming up at the end of this month, which I'm very excited about having um, 25 girls come to Miami for a weekend of housework and fun. And um, it's, I'm really excited about that. I think that housework is all about um, community and connecting with people. So I think you know what's next for housework is just more of that in person, not necessarily on like a you know weekly basis, like how you know I was doing it before, but really going out there into different markets and meeting people and getting together. That's kind of where I see this going. That's awesome. You definitely built like a really strong community. I remember like from the Sid squad from like seven years ago. Yeah. It's, 
Yeah, it's, it's, you're the real deal. <laughs> So I do want to pivot topics a little bit um, to egg freezing. So you recently froze your eggs. Um, I have so many questions about it as someone who was also planning to do that, like sort of imminently. Um, I just need to like find three weeks where I have nothing to do. So (laughs) yes. First, what made you make that decision? So it's kind of like been on my mind for a while. And I remember I first got my like fertility levels checked probably a few years ago at this point. And I was luckily in a really good position, you know, didn't really have anything to worry about, but I just, you know, I'm single. It's something that's still on my mind. And it was just one of those things where I was like, I just want to get this done with and know that I did it. So I don't have to wonder if I should or shouldn't. Like, I just want to do it and make that decision. And you know, and then move forward in my life. So yes, as you mentioned, you definitely need a few weeks where you're not really doing anything. Um, I was kind of like, I chose to do it um, in September just because I feel like September is kind of always a weird month. There's Jewish holidays. There's no one's like, everyone's like, I'm back, but I'm not really back yet. Um, I knew it would be a slow month work-wise. So I just carved out the time. Um, especially for somebody like me, you know, you can't work out while you're doing it. So that was challenging. Um, but yeah, I, overall, I feel so relieved to be done with it. Um, I was very scared of the process. I am somebody who my biggest fear in life before this was getting my blood taken. Biggest fear. There's a lot of that. (laughs) And there's a lot of that. Uh, every basically every other day and then like every day at the end. Um, so it's not my biggest fear anymore. I don't love it, but I definitely got over it. And you're injecting yourself with needles, which is really scary. Like I don't, I'm not somebody that likes needles. I am a baby. I, you know, but honestly, I think that once I had kind of like shifted my mindset around the whole thing, it became easier because initially I think my mindset was kind of like, woe is me. I'm single. I have to do this. You know, God, I wish I could just like meet someone and have kids. But like, here we are in this like awful situation. And then I was like, fuck that. Like I'm taking control over my life. This is an opportunity. Like I have thankfully like the means, the time, the resources, there's the science behind this. And why wouldn't I take this opportunity to also just take some pressure off myself so that when I do meet my person, it's not like, all right, let's, you know, have babies like right the second. So I think once my mindset changed and I actually was excited about it, the whole process straight up was not as bad as I thought it was going to be at all. I actually am grateful for it. I felt like it was a really big growth experience for me and I was so proud of myself and I, I, you know, ended up having great results. So that's awesome. And now I can just move on and I don't ever have to do it again. Right. That's so amazing. Was there something that like, I know a lot of, I, I really understand because I was really against like doing it and like, I will say, like, regardless of whether you're single or not, I think it really takes a lot of pressure off decisions, like, 
for us, it takes off the pressure off like the when decision. But I feel like even if you're single, like you're not going to settle on someone because like you need to have a baby now. Like you're going to pick the right, you're more likely to pick the right person. So was there, and I, and like there was at some point, I don't really know what it was, but it was like, I was just like, okay, I could just do this. I don't need to like be resistant to it. Like what kind of, what switched for you? Yeah. I think that, um, first of all, just seeing so many of my friends having gone through it and actually to your point, a lot of them married, um, but they just, you know, wanted to take that pressure off themselves. Um, and I don't really know what it was that like made me shift gear so hard, but I I think some, you know, just my personality trait is like, once my mind is made up, that is it. And so once I shifted my perspective about it and was like, actually, this is a good thing for me and I'm excited about it. Then I genuinely was like excited about it and like, let's get this show on the road. I want to do it now. I had the exact same shift. And like the next day I like called the doctor. Are you yeah. an Aries? I'm a Taurus, but I am right okay. on the cusp. So okay. I have some Aries in me. Okay. Yeah. I'm a, yeah. yeah the, I, that felt like a very Aries thing. <laughs> um, I will just say, yeah, no, I think once you like it, I can't even like begin to, and I haven't even done it yet, but I, yeah. I do have a lot of relief about knowing that it's like an option that I plan to do, that it's there, that I can. And that like yeah. having a baby is a huge decision. Like it's just not right. casual, but yeah, I mean, maybe I, I wish I could like for people who are resistant, say that there's like something that made it switch. But I also feel like knowing a lot of people who did it, seeing them do it, watching more people talk about it openly, yeah. like online Yes. Made me feel like, oh, I could handle it. Yeah. And I, and I, I think like, as I said, like when I first got things, you know, my fertility levels checked out like several years ago. And even when I went back this year to do it again, like still in a great position, but I was like, I still just want to do it. Like I, did I have to do it? No, probably not. But it, for me, it was like, this is going to take so much pressure off myself and I'll just feel easier about like when this does happen for me. And I, I definitely know I want kids, but I don't, whether or not I meet my partner tomorrow, I don't want them right now. So, um, and yeah, I think that like what I I've been sharing about it a little bit, like on my, you know, Instagram. And I, I think that knowing first of all, just where you're at is so important. I don't know why you can't do this with your regular gynecologist. I think it's so crazy that you can't just like at your yearly go, you know, just find out, but you can't. So you got to go somewhere else, but it's so important to just know where you stand so that you have the information because your age doesn't necessarily determine where your fertility is at, like at all. Yeah. I think people think that, you know, oh, at like 35, everything changes and yeah, like things do change as you get older, but not necessarily the same for every person. So just know where you're at and then you can make an informed decision. Right. One of the most, I think like shift, the biggest shifts I made is that like, okay, like everyone thinks like 35 is like your job dead date. Like not not true. There are people, if you have issues at 35, you might've had issues at 24. Like Mm -hmm. there's so many factors that go into it. And also like, even if you don't know if you want to freeze your eggs and again, like we have no skin in this game, do it if you want. But like the initial checkup is literally just a blood test, an ultrasound, which sounds scary, but like 
it's I not. Fucking hate the gyno and it wasn't that bad. And they and a blood test. Like it's it's literally just they're testing your fertility levels. I also did the genetic testing with my husband. So now I like have that like off my plate as an issue. Like we know where we stand. I don't have to wonder, are we going to like have a problem in that area, which like I have friends who have. So it is a real thing. So it really, I think, like you said, like just taking that initial dive to like understand where you're at doesn't mean you have to like go through the cycle. It is like, it takes a lot off and it makes it feel less intimidating. So in terms of like your actual injections and the two weeks like how was that process for you so the first ones like day one first of all it's a little intimidating when because you're basically like running a science experiment like mixing medicines i've seen my friend do it yeah there's vials there's needles like you're running a whole operation and it's intimidating luckily my nurse was super sweet i got her phone number she walked me through over the phone when i did the first one and i know you know a lot of do that they're very nice. I mean, nurses are amazing. But anyway, I did the first one and I was shocked. First of all, if you're doing this, ice yourself. It makes a huge, huge difference. But yeah, like it was a no big deal. Like it wasn't painful. It was one second. The needle's tiny. And I honestly, like the first time I cried out of happiness because I was just like, I can't believe I just did this. Like I literally gave myself a shot in what world? So that was exciting. And then look, like as the days went on, you know, there's only certain amount of spots that you can do in the area that you want to do it. So like your stomach gets sore, you get a little bruisey and it's not as fun anymore um, as at the beginning in my, in my experience. Um, But you know that it's not, it's not happening for that long. So you know, they told me it was going to be 10 to 12 days of injections. Thankfully I, it ended up only being 10. Um, And yeah, like at the end of it, I was definitely over injections. I was like, okay, I'm really excited to never do this again, but it still wasn't that bad. Like I would, I would play, actually I'd like play music during it. Like I'd like blast, like, I don't know why, but like dirty hip hop, (laughs) it like made me feel like a boss Um, and then you're done and then you're literally done in like 10 seconds. So that was all fine for me personally. And I know everybody's experience is different. I did not get hormonal. I did not get any, you know, emotional, anything like that. That was not a factor for me. Um, on day 10, yeah, you're a little bloated, you know, for sure, but it wasn't anything crazy. Like I was still, I was teaching my class from the chair, I called it. So I was you know, speaking and leading, but I had other people that were kind of doing the workout for me essentially, but I was still like wearing leggings and I wasn't that uncomfortable. You know, it was just, you're a little bloated. Like you're injecting yourself with hormones. You know what I mean? Like, what do you expect? But, um, then at the end of it, you do this trigger shot. And then 36 hours later is the retrieval you're completely under anesthesia. So you don't feel anything. Um, also that part was a little scary for me, just like getting to the, you know, the facility, it's like a little bit more of a medical setting. You're in a hospital bed. I was like, Oh God, okay, this is real. Um, but I was seeing all the other women go, not seeing them, but like, I would see them get wheeled into like the procedure room and they were out in 10 minutes. And then like the anesthesiologist is waking them up being like, all right, it's time to wake up. So I'm like, okay, 
they they are this is a factory like they do this yeah. all the time i'm fine and i'm also going to be out <laughs> right and yeah you're out you wake up they're done you go home for two days you're in bed a little crampy i was with you know heating pad you definitely get more bloated after the fact which i did not realize and i guess wasn't like prepared for but basically you like kind of fill up with water from after yeah. so you're kind of distended and uncomfortable and a little crampy on day three i felt like a different person and then when you get your period which for me was five days later it's over like you're back wait why was day three that you felt like a different person Day three basically was half the bloating went away and I wasn't oh, in pain. better, Different better. Yeah. Better. Like, okay. no, 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 so much better. So much better. Like I could walk around. I was like, okay. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, I hear pregnancy is way worse. You know, yeah. if you're going to get prepared, yeah. Yeah. it's like a good test round. Like, <laughs> Honestly, for me, this whole experience just and again, maybe it had to do with my mindset. I'm sure it had to do with my mindset, but it was a lot easier than I thought it would be. It was a growth experience. I overcome some like pretty big fears of mine. And ultimately, like, you know, now I feel a little bit more relaxed about this whole having kids thing, which, you know, will be exciting when I'm there, but I'm not there yet. Yeah, that is worth a lot. It's that worth is a lot. Worth, it is. It really is because it's a stress that women are forced to deal with. It's just, yeah. yeah. And it puts stress on your dating life and it's just like, no one needs that. You know, we want to meet the right person. It, it really puts stress on everything. Like it puts stress on like me planning my next few months of my life. Like, right. like, oh my God, like what if there's a kid and like, not what if, cause like I'm not, I'm on birth control. Like they're probably, right, right, right. One. but it's like, but it's like, what if I then have to have a kid in like a year Then I have to get everything in right now? Like it very much like it's a stressful thing. So, yeah. yeah. And look, I mean, one thing that we didn't touch on is it is very expensive and it is, yeah, that's a huge thing. I mean, I know people where their work pays for it. If you're in that situation, do it. <laughs> I would do it. I would take advantage of it. One million percent take advantage of it and do it. Um, but yeah, you definitely have to budget for it and then set the time up. But it's three weeks out of your life and I can't say right. enough about that. I mean, yeah. That that's another thing I would flag that like if you are thinking about it, maybe think about setting aside yes. money for it. Like like over time because I don't know what it costs you, but I think a full cycle is like 20 and that includes the IVF when you eventually do it is like what you pay for upfront, at least at the clinic I am going to, it's like $25,000. So for so, me in Florida, yeah. I think things are a little different. Oh, okay. I, I was also <laughs> on the like lower medicine scale. Cause I only had 10 days of injections. And I think I was just like on the low end of my medicine needs, but all in mine was like, I want to say just under 13 grand. Maybe it was like 12 and a half, which is a lot less than still, I would But in still a lot, but like it's still a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. Either, here's the thing. You are not going to pay less than $10,000 for it. No. So prepare to prepare for that range of cost. Mm-hmm. 
is what yeah. I would say. And then obviously yeah. do your research and look in into it where what it costs in your area, but it is a substantial expense. So yeah. that is definitely an important thing to to think about. But it would be nice if we had, you know, free healthcare for everyone. So it would be. Yeah, that would solve a lot of problems. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sydney. This has been an awesome conversation. I absolutely love talking to you. And I obviously don't want to leave people hanging with the special housework offer. Oh, yes. Um, So if you want to download the housework app, which you can download on your Apple, Android, Roku, Apple TV, it's everywhere. Um, Use DST30. And that's going to be 30% off your first three months. So it's a great offer. Um, I know Sammy uses it. Honestly, there's so like, I will completely vouch. There are so many classes. There's, there's always more whenever I go back on it and there's a variety of time, which is critical. Yes. And it's awesome. So thank Thank you so much, Sydney. Everyone go follow Sydney on Instagram at Sid Miller. Go download the housework app in the Apple store and on Google play. Follow me at Sammy. Follow at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram. And um, of course, rate, review, and subscribe. Tell your friends, five stars, all the stuff. And we are always with you. Through thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Stacey Wong and Sean Kilby. Social media by Sydney Rafe. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com. Betches.